Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go to the brand new Flyers Daily for Monday, the 3rd of October. Welcome to October, everybody. That's the month that the regular season will begin, coming up uh, in just about nine days' time. Ten, nine or ten days. As the Flyers uh, back-to-back games over the weekend, two losses in the preseason, and the record now through the preseason games, five of them, is one and four. And the problem has been scoring goals, even in the win. 2-1 win, only scored two. Scored one in a 2-1 loss against Buffalo. Scored one in a 3-1 loss against Washington. Scored none in a 4-0 loss. And last night, another one-goal loss for the Flyers as they just can't seem to put the puck in the net. And, you know, John Tortorella spoke yesterday, talked about it being preseason and guys in and out of the lineup and not having the full complement. After last year, obviously, it was a concern about goal scoring. It seems to be a concern once again. Uh, Real quick before we get to Bill Meltzer, coming up tonight, episode two of The Standard airs coming up tonight. You'll get an inside look at players taking batting practice at Citizens Bank Park, inside Chuck Fletcher's meeting with the front office staff, Danny uh, Briere, Brent Flair, Barry Hanrahan, and Alan McCauley. All been guests on this podcast. Uh, also, the first three preseason games, the emergence of Ole Lixell and the Cates brothers. Boy, they've been a great story. And features with Brad Shaw and Rocky Thompson, the trusted lieutenants of John Tortorella. So again, check out episode two of The Standard coming out tonight. Let's get to him right now, though. You read his work on PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, NHL.com, and HockeyBuzz.com. It is his weekly visit, and it is Bill Meltzer. Bill, how you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. Um. You know, the looking forward to the end of the preseason, you know, um, get, get get some real games going, um, you know, and we'll, we'll get into a second. But it's, uh, you know, it, it's been a little bit a little bit frustrating. Honestly. Yeah, it has. You know, Bill, you know, I, I was thinking about when we were getting ready to come on. You know, we have concerns going into this season. I mean, we did 20 big question marks. Um the, a lot of the concerns are not quelled, and I don't expect preseason to quell a lot of concerns. I kind of like Tortorella, John Tortorella. I don't put a ton of stock in the result, yeah. uh, but the lack of scoring is obviously point, you know, number one. I mean, the health is one thing, and we'll get to that. But the other thing is, again, the lack of scoring. They've scored only more than one goal one time. That was a 2-1 win, and the only goal they score last night in the game comes on a five on three. So they're yeah. just not generating. Yeah. And then and two of the goals this preseason have been on five on threes. So, Good point. you know, the, you know, and the power play in general is other than those couple of five on three goals, which were both really nice goals, but, but still, you know, you got to score five on four and, and, and five on five, you know, I, I was thinking about how many, how many opportunities the Flyers have had off the rush. And I could come up with three. Konechny scored on one of them. Konechny scored on one of them. Yeah, Frost mm-hmm. had a breakaway in that same game against Buffalo, and Tippett had one where he, uh, you know, sped past everybody. And that, those are the three that jumped to mind, just clean chances off the rush. That, that, that's in yeah. five games. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean, and that's something they, you know, when Konechny scored that goal, I remember talking on the radio during the broadcast that that's what they need to get. They need to get some goals that are off the rush where they don't have to bombard the blue paint and go and have to work so incredibly hard. We talked about that so many times. They had to work so hard 
not only to score goals last year, just to generate good scoring chances, because those are momentum shifters in games, just good scoring chances. And you can't always have to work your rear end off to get one. They no. got to find a way to do it. And, you know, Konechny's got to be one of those guys. James Van Riemsdyk, frankly, has to be one of those guys. Cam Atkinson, Kevin Hayes, yeah. is, it's going to have to be by committee, but where are they going to find goals here, Bill? That's, you know, uh, particularly with, particularly with Couturier out. And, and yeah. um, I mean, you know, Atkinson will, will get his 25, 25 plus goals, hopefully, you know, if it, um, his situation doesn't seem so bad, but I mean, you know, and, and I guess guess now's a good time, I guess, to go into the injury part of it where, you know, Atkinson's only played one game and, um, you know, I, I, I really, Atkinson hasn't played any games. TK has played one game. Um, Farabee, of course, has yet to play. Who I don't know when we're going to see Couturier, you know, but so that, that's a lot of key guys there. Lawton's played two. Hayes has played two. It's really been a lot of the, the kids and the kids, some of the kids that have had their moments, you know, um, but uh, though, those have been the guys who've really kind of had to step up and, you know, again, other than on the five on five on three power plays, you know, it's really, every, everything's been a struggle. And the other part of it too, has been the resiliency side when not, not so much in, not so much in this last game against the Islanders, I thought it was a pretty even game, but the, the other games the Flyers would start out well in the first period and, and they'd fall behind the second. They'd never seem to get it back. And that was uh, that you don't worry about it in, in the preseason season in and of itself, but it was just such a pervasive pattern last year that you worry about it until they, they show differently, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing. I, you know, the thing is with last year, at some point we have to try and park it right. And go, that was last year's team. There's a lot of different, pieces here there's going to be a lot of young faces there's a whole new coaching staff for the most part with the exception of Kim Dillaball and some of the video coaches so you got to be able to park last year but um, we'll do that when we don't see remnants of last year you know the one thing in John Tortorella's availability yesterday Bill and he said it earlier in the week as well that you know I don't coach the goal to you know, I'm not, I don't, co- I don't watch the goaltenders to coach them, basically leave that to Dilly. And, but, you know, in relation to Brad Shaw and Rocky Thompson, they kind of do the X's and O's for the most part. And he coaches the mind. Now, Torts and I talked about that when I sat down with him, because he wasn't always like that. He tried to control every element of the 200 by 85. And he finally realized that, hey, while he was a pretty decent hockey player, he never had the skills that these guys have. So who is he to tell them not to do that? But, if they're going to do the creative skill plays, they got to really buy into his non-negotiables away from the puck, the D zone coverage and all of those things. And, you know, play, you know, coaching the mind is going to be a really interesting tale to follow this year, isn't it? Oh, no question. No question. I, I, I thought he gave a really interesting answer after the morning skate on, uh, on Sunday um, to the, to the question about it was a resiliency question. And why is it that uh, when momentum turns, the team t- seems to have had so much struggle to kind of reel it back in and, and stabilize games? And, you know, he, he as Torts often does, he, you know, he, he put it very bluntly. He said, you know, we're going to have to learn confidence and professionalism when things aren't going our way. And that, that's, and he said that it's not, a, it's not a physical thing, it's a mental thing. 
but you don't if you don't get over that hump, you're not going to get better as a team. So, yeah, I think it's a really interesting answer because, and he kind of alluded to it wasn't just young guys. It's it's, yeah. and he said it's something I'm concerned about. And when we get into the regular season, he's going to have to deal with it, and it's going to it's going to be an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. You know, because the thing is, when Matt Niskanen was here, I used to talk about this, Bill. You and I probably have talked about it a few times. At points in games where the other team clearly grabs momentum and they're really on top of you, whether they scored a goal, he go out there and give you what I call a nothing burger shift yeah. where nothing happened. No, nothing really positive happened for you, but nothing positive happened for them. And you have to have those calm the game down shifts. Problem is, is you know, a big calm the game guy is Couturier. And, you know, I don't know that D'Angelo's a calm the game down defender. He's an emotional player. Proveroff needs to be that, but you got to have that element because you have to be able to not panic. Yeah, uh, and you know, I mean, he he's a he's a role player, right? And you're not looking for you're not looking for you know for Justin Braun, for example, to do that. But that that was an element that that for a lot of years he's brought in the NHL, where it's just a you know, there's there's no panic, you know, just calm and steady. And, um, you know, they need, they need other players, the big minute guys who have the ability to do that. And in, in Couturier's absence, that has to be a guy like Kevin Hayes. Yeah. By no choice. Yeah. So it, it's, it's very important because it, it has to let the younger players know and everybody know that, Hey, one bad thing happened. That doesn't mean the result is determined. And so often it seems like when a bad thing happens, they've now determined the result and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of doom. And you can't have that. Um, let me ask you about a few players. Um, let's start with Owen Tippett because Bill, we're counting on him. You know, he comes in that Drew trade, former first round pick 14th overall guy who scored at every level. Hasn't really done it at the NHL level yet. We see the skating ability and the, the shot. Uh, has he, has he done anything in this preseason to make you think he's going to have a bust out year? He no, I mean he's done some things in in reps and camp, or blow by a guy and you know maybe make a really nice play, finish finish a playoff. But even you know in the scrimmages and the preseason games, it's been the same thing. And I actually think, I actually think that um, in his last couple outings, I've, I've seen him get a little bit away from the shooting mentality that he's known for and needs to have. And, and and he's you know it's not that he can't pass the puck. He had a really nice assist to Hayes, his only point in the preseason so far. So he, he can do more things. But Tippett's a guy you need putting putting the puck in that, using his speed regularly. And is one of those guys who has the potential to be a guy who the momentum's against you. All of a sudden, you know, uh, breaks loose, scores a goal off the rush, and all of a sudden you're you're tied in the game. I mean, he needs to be one of those guys. Yeah, um, and and so far, other than a, a flash here and a flash there, not really. He, he I, I've been a little bit disappointed in his preseason. Truthfully, yeah, I agree with you. I think he needs to be selfish. He needs to get the puck and fire, you know, and keep firing. They need some guys firing pucks because if you're going to struggle to score, you gotta you gotta have guys shooting it. He's got to be a guy that fires when he's out there. So does Wade Allison, yeah. and you know, other guys got to you know put good rubber on the net and generate offense and goals that way. Uh, let me ask you about Wade Allison because, you know, some of the projections have him as a fourth line winger on this team. Is that where you see him? He's had a good camp. He's been a guy that, to me that's never lacked energy in any of these games that he's been in. 
No, I, I mean, I, I see Kate, I see Allison rather as a guy who sees some power play time, move him around mm-hmm. the lineup, depending on how he's going on that particular night. Um, goes any four checks, you can play him with skill guys. You know, you, there, there's a way of, there's a variety of ways you can deploy him. I, I, I think, I think he'll make the team. I think he brings an element that the team needs. And, um, so, yeah, I mean, a, a guy like Allison, um, then he has, he has a big heavy shot, a big heavy one-timer. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and so, you know, I, I think that, I think all in all, he's kind of shown what he can do. I, it, the other day, the other day he took a big hit and he came right back. And that was, that was good to see. Um, so, you know, I, overall, I think his camp has been a pretty good one. Certainly good enough to, to make the team. So, uh, you know, uh, again, one of those guys is one of those guys who ultimately you want to get some supporting offense out of. I, I don't see him long term as a fourth line guy, but if you can deploy him on the fourth line, at least for starters, be an energy guy and, and you know, and, and establish him to establish him that way and then move him up at some point. Yeah, sh- sure. I mean, that's that, that's a potential use that he has. And it opens up it opens up uh, some versatility uh, of you know places you can play him in a lineup, too. He's their best straight line four checker, isn't he? No, no question, no question. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, and, and he he's the best second and third effort guy too on the walls. Yeah. And if a if a puck is up for grab fifty fifty, he's digging for it. I mean, it seems like he wins more than he loses those, and that's uh, definitely something the team needs. What about Tanner Lazinski? Um, you know, he's one of the guys that's maybe got a question mark and still trying to show some coach the coaching staff and and the management team more. Uh, to ensure a position with the Flyers out of camp, you know Tanner's a guy who, and and I think he's shown it day in and day out in practices more so than in games. There's a skill level there too. Mm-hmm. You know he, he's he's not just he's not just a checker. Um, you you wouldn't you wouldn't know it really from the preseason games he played or his NHL games in general so far, but but it's there. It's somewhere in there. Um, you know, I, I think he's been he's been fine in camp. Um, I don't think he's had a bad camp. That being said, I, I think Jackson Cates has had a better camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Cates brothers. Yeah, I mean, they have really come in and knocked down a door here. We were wondering about Noah Cates. You know, he comes in last year, Bill, in sixteen games. He's got, you know, nine points, five goals, and four assists. And that time, he's a plus four to boot. And played some significant minutes and significant role for this team last year. And what did he do with his offseason? He goes home and he works his rear end off, comes in in terrific shape, and shows you that that was no fluke last year. Um, to me, he's been their best player. Yeah, I agree. You know, that, that we've seen significant time out of. And I guess he's, what, played three out of four games now, or four out of five games at this point. Five, yeah. He's, he's one of that group that's played four out of five. And every game, Every game to me has been a, a good game from every day at camp has been a good day from, yeah. and it's on both sides of the pocket. It, sometimes there's just little subtle plays, you know, where it's the risk reward stuff and he makes the right play time and time and time again. Um, so that, that, that's the guy who I, I think, as you said, like you want to, you want to see some guys come in and just, just break down the door. Um, you know, I, I I think that uh, I think there have been other guys who've had their moments, some up, some down. Frost being one of those guys. I think there have mm-hmm. been plenty of good moments. Some still some things he needs to clean up. Um, with Morgan, more than anything else, he's one of the guys who, who Mike Yo challenged 
you know, it's great to make plays when things are flowing for the team. But if you have a you have that kind of skill level, you also have to be the guy who can be the, be a difference maker when you need a goal and and you need it and the things are going against you and someone who helps turn things around. I haven't seen that from Morgan in camp. I've I've seen when thing I've seen like in first periods and they had good first periods when Morgan's made plays and you know I mean listen they have they have five goals in the preseason and he set up three of them. Yeah. So you know you you can't be too angry, but I I'd, I'd like to see I'd like to see a little bit more. Shift in, shift out, consistency from Morgan, and that's what you're getting from Cates. Shift after shift, whatever whatever the score of the game has been, whatever the situation has been, he's been you know he's been just dead on. So, you know, more of that, particularly when you have so many guys missing from the lineup, they they need more guys stepping up consistently. I said on the radio that to me he's as based on what he did last year and what he's done in this camp and how he came in in shape, you know, all of those things. He's as much of a lock to make this team as Kevin Hayes. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, I would be absolutely shocked if he didn't. Um, I, don't, I don't think Tortorella wants to pump his tires or, or jump the gun on anything. Yeah. You, you, you can tell how much he trusts him already though. You, you can see where you, you know, this is the first game he was behind the bench. You could see which situations he trusted him to play in. That 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 tells you all you need to know. Let's talk about Cam York. Um, you know, we thought we thought he was going to play with Tony D'Angelo, and I was like, "Ooh, that's interesting." Yeah, in a lot of interesting <laughs> and maybe not interesting ways. But uh, I don't know how that how that would work. But he didn't. He played with Justin Braun. He did have a lot of penalty kill time uh, in the first period of the game last night. Again, uh, what do you think about where York's game is? I thought he's been steadily getting a little bit pace back to it. Yeah, definitely. I, I thought that the game on the Island was his best game of the preseason by, by far. And the yeah. first period, he was particularly good. Um, good on the PK, good up ice, good at, good at triggering some breakouts, block some shots. Um, even, even in the second period where, where the Islanders ultimately scored, proved to be the winning. He blocked a shot in that sequence too. So he's, he's doing a lot, you know, he really, really did a lot of the little things they want him to do. Um, I mean, one of the things he's been challenged to do is to make shift long impacts and, and, um, you know, make the routine play routinely. And I thought, I thought he did that in, in the Islanders game, other games, not as much, but, um, but if that's, if that's the last game he plays in the preseason, and I think they might, you, know, you might see, uh, you might just see some other guys get a look just, just so that he's not playing five of the six, but, or maybe he will play five of the six. I don't know. Cause there's only one more preseason game. So, but, um, yeah, that that was that was something that he could build off. I thought it was a positive, but I think the fact that Tortorella and and Brad Shaw and Ian Perrier all challenged him during camp, a says that they see something in the player, but b also says they want more from him. Yeah, and to me, Bill, prior to the game last night, I, I thought his game lacked a little bit of urgency, and it's it's he's a perplexing player because he is very skilled, he's very calm, he's very. New York or California cool and chilled out. Right. And you can mistake that sometimes for a lack of urgency or a lack of, you know, second effort. You see guys that, you know, are flying all over the place and losing an edge. And it looks like that just looks like effort. Sometimes really skilled, smooth players. It doesn't, it doesn't look like effort, but I thought there was a lot more pace and a lot more urgency to what he wanted to do and how he wanted to affect the ice when he was on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, just, just 
sometimes with New York, you can tell, um, you know, how quickly he gets on pucks, whether he's, whether he's taking a hit to, to make a play, clear a puck. Um, he was doing a little, a little bit of those extras. Um, you know, but I, there was a play in the third period. Belpedio was battling on the boards. It was actually York who helped get the puck out when finally it, it kind of squirted loose. Just those, just those little kind of plays that, that uh, might not look like much in the moment, but they add up over the course of a game. And so, you know, you, you always look for your, the big stuff, but, uh, you know, it, it's being, being a well-rounded player. That, that um, was more along the lines of what they're looking for. So it's hopefully something to build off of. Um, one of the guys that and plays a position where it's really good to be calm and really under control is goaltending. And Sam Erson has come in, Bill, and I've been really impressed with his not only his play, his movements and how crisp and efficient they are, but his demeanor. Yeah. He looks like a really calm guy in there, you know, getting his first it's preseason, but it's still his first NHL action, if you will in a camp where he's being highly judged. And I think that he's been really a big bright spot for them. You know, 23 years old, he's not a kid. You know, you look at Sandstrom, he's 25. And they're kind of all battling here in this goalie room. But, I, boy, I think he's looked really good. And I, I really like the demeanor of his game. Yeah. In, in the absence of Carter Hardy, to me, he's been the best goalie in camp. Yeah. Again, Again, combining games, practices, scrimmages. You know all of the above, and, and and rookie camp was obviously great too. The uh, the second rookies game, he's re- it's funny because that was a that was a blowout game, but he was the reason they won it. So he, yeah, um, but uh, just 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 the whole body of work. But but the last game against the Islanders, listen, you know he, he had Hunters Lee in his face, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that that's a that's a big time NHL goal scorer, power forward, and he, he never panicked. He just looked if there was a screen, he looked around it. If there was a rebound, he covered it, and um, you could see that he's on his angles, and um, you know, on top of that, tracking pucks well, and mm-hmm. and then when he had to make the athletic save, he damn near stole a goal. I mean, that uh, that, that, that that was just an unbelievable near save that he that he, they almost came up with the Palmieri one, and uh, really, that's usually just in the back of the net and uh, you know, the goalie doesn't even get close to it. So it showed what a good athlete he is too. So the, there's a ton of upside there. You just hope he stays healthy. You know, he couldn't stay healthy last year. So it's, yeah. uh, it's promising though. Yeah. You, you love all those things, the ability and not overplaying any situation. I mean, yeah. like you're right. You're going against, you know, there, there was a lot of NHL regulars in that lineup and big boys and, you know, Barzell's out there and Anders Lee, and he's not overplaying, overreading situations. He let took everything as it came to him and, you know, stayed really calm. And you're, the, the near save, I just love the compete level too. Yeah. It's the combination of, you know, efficiency and smoothness, and but also that compete level to get after it and do anything you can to keep it out. I, I've been really impressed with him. I had a chance to talk to him quite a bit. And, um, he he's just that way with the mask off too. Very calm, chill guy, and very cerebral. Oh, he's very new guy. generation goaltender. Yeah, I and he, I, I enjoyed him talking about the goalies he'd like to watch. Saying that, listen, every everybody would like to be Shesterkin, mm-hmm. you know, and he loves watching watching Shesterkin. I mean, everybody loves watching Carey Price too when Price you know was at, at the height of his powers. But uh, yeah, he, he was talking about the guys he liked watching. Versus guys who are more, or more, uh, 
guys you you can you know evolve some style from. So like everybody like watching Henrik Lundqvist, mm-hmm. but really you can't play like Lundqvist. Lundqvist had a very unique style. So yeah. I, I I just like listening. I just like hearing him talk goaltending. Yeah, I yeah we geeked out when he and I were on and I had him on the podcast and I brought that up because obviously you know he's a Swede and Lundqvist played so deep and he yeah. he goes I just couldn't you know who can do that <laughs> it's so it's so bizarre you know there's guys for goaltenders that they go I, I respect the hell out of his ability but I can't identify with it I mean yeah. there's guys like Jonathan Quick uh, Hashik was one of those guys that. You could never come up with, hey, I'll just do a barrel roll here and make a save. You know, like where does that come from? Yeah, and I'll tell you what, more more guys hurt themselves trying to play the RVH like, uh, you know, like quick. Yeah, because nobody can play like him. You know, yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, but there's there's a I really like what I see out of Urson, and we hope that Felix Sandstrom gets healthy and. You know, that's another thing. I mean, can we go into the regular season if these things nag on and Troy Grosnick and Sam Erson are your goalies on opening night? I mean, I mean, you've got to be kidding me, right? Well, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, they're not going to have anybody to send to the coast at some point. (laughs) It's amazing. All right, Bill, great stuff. Um, It's a late night for us with uh, the game and everything. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Make sure you read Bill's stuff at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, NHL.com, and HockeyBuzz.com. Flyers' final preseason game coming up tomorrow. We'll preview that on tomorrow's episode. Everybody, thanks for listening. Enjoy your Monday. I know you will. And we'll talk to you next time on a brand new Flyers Tale.